0: Hello and welcome to the Permanent Good Podcast, a podcast that's part movie club, part improv comedy. My name is Craig Wells, a.k.a. Permanent Handle,
1: And I'm Alex Good, a.k.a. Alex Good.
0: And welcome, everybody, to season four of the podcast. That's right. We have been doing this for three years now. Ah, Some might say we haven't gotten any better at
1: it. I think we plateaued at like episode thirty.
0: That's <laughs> totally not true. That is so not true. I think we plateaued. I think once we hit one hundred, we like figured it out.
1: <laughs> okay, one hundred was Parenthood. I remember. I think it was probably when we started doing themes. I mean, that's early.
0: Yeah, that that's in the that's teens.
1: Like, yeah, that's eleven. <laughs>
0: Okay, I want to say, I think we figured it out in, like, the in like the 30s. We got
1: good at it. Isn't that exactly it? what I just said?
0: Can I finish?
1: <laughs> I'm just saying, I, um, that was the first thing I said.
0: I think we got good at it in, like, the 60s.
1: Okay. So, the 30s, the first thing we did for the 30s was coming to America. Got okay. good at it. You said the 60s? Yeah. So, like, that, best
0: and worst-ish.
1: That's a rocket man.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I stand by that. Once we got our second Spooktober, you know, our second our second Halloween under our belt, things yeah. um things things got easier. Um,
1: I de- yeah, I definitely feel like because that's when like you're reusing stuff. Like we had a history. Like we've been yeah. doing this over a year now. We can revisit things. Yeah, I think once we found out like, hey, you don't have to come up with a new improv every single time. You can reuse the good stuff, and if it's not good, don't use it again. You know, basic stuff like common knowledge common sense yeah when we started using common sense this one this got good
0: yeah for sure (laughs) um now to do our actual intro um something that baffles me so this is the the gossip drama that's been going on for this week is that um i don't follow the kardashians at all and every time i see a piece of kardashian media it's against my own will but i saw this like thing go around where apparently there is a group chat that has the entire Kardashian family in it except Courtney Kardashian and the group chat is called Not Courtney.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: And I just think like I don't know how people like I don't want to bash the Kardashians in the way that Kardashians get bashed frequently cuz I I think it's boring, you know, that's the kind of thing that they're looking for, but mm-hmm. When you are a family that has, what is it? 15 seasons of a reality show based on nothing but the drama that is sewed in between the members of this family. Like, that's gotta have, like, a negative effect on someone's, just like, psychology.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're not normal people. They're yes, straight up not normal. and I understand that. And, uh... I think certain people are willing to go through borderline I wouldn't say abusive or traumatic but just bad circumstances um in order to be famous and be and have money and I think this yes. is one of those consequences of like hey what we do on television is not real it's kind of real but not real so in real real life, I don't want to talk to you and we want to make fun of you so like there's yeah. levels I think they are one of the few people who are there's levels to how real you can be even yes, with your own exactly. family so like and it's one of the there's also levels, nothing to do with it
0: and there's also levels based on like if cameras are around but like when you're a family like that cameras are always around
1: right and everybody's um, famous everybody's yeah. famous so at least like if we got famous we could talk to our parents and not worry about the phone call getting recorded but if we talk to like one of our famous friends we'd be like this we have to be prepared for this to get to release if Everyone we know is famous. Every time you talk, you have to worry about getting released. The fact that we even know about these group chats means someone released them. Everyone yeah. is famous. Don't and want that. It's
0: just, it, it's a kind of lifestyle that I, I just find it so fascinating. And, like, the thing that I would, like, call the equivalent of are, like, The Demelios. Like, I feel like the Demelios are the normal Kardashians. Like, don't get me wrong, the Demelios are rich and have always been rich and were rich even before they were famous. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I look at the kind of people that the D'Amelios are and the kind of people that the Kardashians are, I just think like one of these people was raised for the sole purpose of being famous, and one of these people were all were rich and just happened to find fame along the way. Right, and it's they were always so rich, obvious,
1: and they happened to be famous. And the other one was like, we have to be famous to get rich.
0: Yeah. And this is kind of going into nowhere territory fast. Um, but I just like every time I see Kardashian drama, I always feel bad for Courtney. Like, I don't know them well enough to feel bad for any of them. But, like, Courtney's always the one that seems to be like, she's always the butt of the joke. She always is left out of other family ordeals. And, like, she doesn't get as many brand deals as her other family members do. Like, like, Courtney is the Prince Harry of this situation. Like, if we could just, like, airdrop her. Yeah, because there's dudes in this
1: family, too, that people just forget. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But but, but like women, if we could
0: if we could like medevac her out of that situation, I feel like her life would improve tremendously.
1: Yeah, but the thing is is she's still not normal. She's just the sure. most normal.
0: Yeah. Um anyway, that's all I had to say about the matter. If you don't have any other bits that we can do, we can just move on to our movie segment.
1: Yeah, dude. Um there was two people in our audience who listen, and one of them is my wife, um, who care about the Kardashians and we just did this for them and we can't talk about it again for three years because everyone <laughs> else, including vindictive. my nieces and my nephews and my family that aren't actually family. And then your parents were all like, skip four, th- 30 seconds, four thirty 30 seconds, four thirty 30 seconds. Don't want to hear that.
0: <laughs> um, so dude, we're freaking talking about
1: movies.
0: We're going to talk about a movie today. Um, we are doing, the, the, the plan is, as of right now, is we're going to be focusing on independent horror. Um, the easiest way for us to do that right now is to focus on some A24 stuff. So we are talking about the 2015 horror movie, The Witch. Um, if you don't want to hear us, so if you don't want to hear us talk about this movie, you can skip to this time code right here.
1: Time code, 29 minutes, 55 seconds.
0: Okay, so this is not the first Robert Eggers movie that we have watched. Um, he also directed The Lighthouse, and we watched that some Oof. 130 episodes ago. Oof. <laughs> um, And when I said that, Alex, did a light bulb kind of click on? Does that kind of make sense a little bit?
1: <laughs> yeah, it tracks easily, dude. <laughs>
0: easily. And, of course,
1: they're both A24 movies, and they both came out the same year. No, they he didn't. Also, right now, didn't the light- I see them. Oh, 2019, 2015. Lighthouse is 2019. This is 2015. He also is another movie he directed that I know uh, very well Is The Northman.
0: Yes. I have not seen The Northman, but obviously I've seen The Lighthouse. All of these
1: have similar aesthetics.
0: Yeah. So, um, to say this, this is a horror movie of, I'm going to call it unique substance. Like, obviously this is not the only movie to behave the way that this does, but... It's one of the more prominent ones, and it's not horror in jump scares. Some might even argue it's not even horror in, like, atmosphere. This one's horror because it's, it's just f***ed up.
1: Yeah. Um, it's, it has some atmospheric horror of just, like, the vibes are off, but it's because bad, very, very bad things happen.
0: <laughs> yes. So if I were to equate it to, like, let me put it this way. If Midsummer was not your tea this is also not your tea
1: also like kind of hereditary
0: it's that same level of like it's it's more psychological than it is like yeah i gotcha um so let's break it down a little bit so this movie takes place in the 1600s and um it follows a family that uh got kicked out of the plantation that they lived on straight up pilgrims pilgrims yes. that got
1: kicked off the plantation and they immigrated i don't know if that's the right word for pilgrims they uh came here from england so they remember england and then yeah. they got like, you know banished from their settlement
0: be, and the whole reason is because the patriarch of the family the father did not agree with how the plantation um acted in its faith Um, He did not believe in the style of Christianity or the commitment to Christianity that the plantation had. And so they were like, oh, so you don't like our Christianity?
1: Then you can leave. You can live somewhere else. Hey, there the woods are that way. We have no idea what's out there. Figure it out.
0: And when I explain that to you, you might think, oh, then is this guy like some sort of like atheist or um agnostic and he like fought against the church no some might say he's crazier
1: i think he got kicked out of church because he was taking church too seriously yeah (laughs) like i think the church was like hey man you need to dial this back a little bit
0: (laughs) and this movie takes being in the 1600s very seriously dude once i
1: realized i'm like oh we're speaking old english i was impressed and then it got to yeah. a point where I forgot they were doing it.
0: Yes, exactly. Like, we got these and thys all up in this bitch. Um,
1: hithers. So many hithers, bro.
0: So many hithers. And, like, th- when I watched, when I finished watching this movie, I'm like, I think I could watch Shakespeare with minimal difficulty now. Yeah. Like, that's the intensity that they bring to the language of this movie. And, like you said, like, once you get used to it, it's impressive. Also, like,
1: it's a short movie. It's only 90 minutes. You get used yeah. to it fast.
0: And so like when you first hear the, whole, the old English, if you're anything like Alex and I, you're kind of like, oh, goodness, we got to deal with this. And then, like you said, it takes like 20 minutes and you're like, I'm on board. I get it. It's cool. I like it.
1: Yeah. Everyone's doing it and everyone's doing it well. So even like the six and seven year olds. That are in this movie, they're doing it as well, which is crazy yeah. impressive. I was thinking multiple times, I'm like, dude, they had to re- memorize their lines like this.
0: Yeah, uh-huh. that's
1: insane. And like the acting is so good, you always know what they're saying.
0: And so this is um, Anya Taylor Joy's film debut, and murdered. Um, uh, yeah, absolutely great. She's so good. Um, and the gist of this movie is. They've been, you know, estranged from their plantation for a while now, a few years, right?
1: I have no idea how long.
0: Okay, it Uh, the movie implies that's crazy
1: that you said that because I don't know. They have crops, so like, like, couldn't have been your first year out. And you have a house. You see them leave, and then you just it's just later. So I want to say, yeah, it's got to be two or three years.
0: And they talk about the twins having vague but not concrete memories of England. So, right. but we also don't know where they were
1: at the settlement,
0: yeah, um, so it, it's been a little bit, but not like Anya Taylor Joy's character is named Thomason. Uh, like Thomason didn't grow up on this in this new house. She grew up in England, right. um, and she's probably what like sixteen, seventeen in this movie, something like yeah, that, something like that. um, and so basically, this movie goes off to a running start, and, um, Thomason is. Babysitting the her infant um sibling,
1: yeah, literally just out in a field, just holding him, playing with him,
0: and peekaboo. then, <laughs> and then the baby disappears. It's not like she drops her, or drops the kid. It's not like the baby crawls away. It just disappears.
1: Like he, she, the baby, which name is J- J- John? James? I don't know. The baby, the b- Sam, <laughs> Samuel. Yeah, Sam is on the ground we're talking this baby's three or four months old um, and she's doing peekaboo by kneeling over it they are one foot apart so she's covering her face and then doing peekaboo she does it like three or four times and then when she looks at the ground The baby is gone.
0: And so if you could imagine this sowed a little bit of stress between the remaining members of the family. So
1: also the the next scene is just a being in a hood running.
0: Yeah. Uh huh.
1: And then you see it bleed the baby. You know, we probably should put a disclaimer like, hey, this is some dark stuff the beginning of this
0: i mentioned that it was f-ed up so i okay, feel like yeah that's fair
1: um and they bleed the baby and then you see what you can only assume is this being probably the witch because the movie's called the witch like putting the body in a butter churner and just churning it's S- disturbing to say the least
0: <laughs> and this is the first 20 minutes of the movie
1: yes so no one else in the family knows because the baby just disappears they don't know what yeah. happened that was just for us just to know the stakes um and so
0: let's break down real quick um so the family consists of mother father thomason is the oldest there are, are there's a younger brother who is probably like 12 13 ish caleb. Yep. caleb and then there are twins that are like you said like six or seven jonathan and mercy then, and then and samuel's then the baby yeah so packed house we got here um
1: also it's a they have farm animals so they got goats a horse a dog and some chickens
0: yes um and so after samuel disappears the parents obviously are upset at thomason about it because he disappeared on her watch, but like they are upset at her, but they don't show it for a little while. They kind of like, she's 16. Like also they stuff found, like this. they
1: found tracks of a wolf nearby. So they assumed yeah. it was a wolf. They also said, um, Hey, we should be grateful because we have all our kids. Cause like back in the 1600s, like most of these kids die immediately. So the fact that we have this many kids and we haven't lost any yet, the dad basically goes, Hey, we were due. <laughs>
0: Yeah, the family's just like bummer and and they move on.
1: Yeah, Um, it's pretty crazy.
0: And so they do like um, search parties that consist of, you know, the dad and Caleb will go out like they go out for like a week ish trying to find Samuel and they don't have any luck. But the rest of this movie basically consists of people saying, hey, we shouldn't go into the woods. Messed up things happen in there. And then the family consistently going back into the woods and allowing messed up things to happen to them
1: yeah hey don't go by yourself don't go at all don't be by yourself
0: don't go at night
1: don't go at night uh, it's all dude this movie got to me I watched this movie I started this movie at 12:30 at night Oh and finished it at two in the morning I watched yeah. the entire thing just straight up in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> There is Um, two parts of this movie where I'm like, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. no."
0: (laughs) And so as the movie carries forward, um, it very subtly, not subtly, but slowly introduces this concept of the witch. And so like Mercy, one of the twins, is like teasing Thomason like, ooh, I'm the witch. And Thomason's like, oh, you're the witch? Okay, then I'm going to fucking kill you. And like mercy gets scared instantly and there's like this really tense scene of thomason like um i'm gonna say bullying her little sister yeah she's
1: like you can't be the witch because i'm the witch and i actually took sam and i killed him and this is all a curse i think she she was just messing with them like you made me feel like crap i'm gonna make you feel like crap except for she's 16 she's talking to a seven-year-old yeah. Who then believes her.
0: Yeah. Thomason definitely takes it too far.
1: Yeah. And <laughs> like, Caleb is also there. And he's like, hey, she's lying. She's lying. She's lying. Hey, bro, why are you doing this? She's like, he, he's like so confused. Like, why are you doing this?
0: Um, And so I would say there's a good 30 minutes of this movie that's just tension sewing, <laughs> yeah. Like little things happening along the way. Like. Arguments like um the mom misplaces or loses can't find a silver cup. It was her father's. It was her last like remnant memory of England. And then it goes missing. And because of all this tension, because everybody thinks Thomason is crazy. But, but she-
1: we know what actually happened to it because we. Yeah, we are told, like the audience is told, the father and Caleb go out hunting, and Caleb goes, where do we get these traps? He goes, don't tell anybody, but I sold your mother's uh, silver cup. I'll tell her when she's not grieving over your lost brother. And then later, like two days later, she is going into Thomason about it. And he doesn't say anything. Now, in a regular movie, that would be fine. But this is a hyper-religious, super-traditional, by-the-book Christian family. So, it's you're just constantly being like, that's a sin, that's a sin, that's a sin, that's a sin. And that, like, it comes up later as a horrible thing that happened. We're like, well, this is normal. So, everyone yeah. starts to suspect Thomason. I mean, because of Samuel thing, that's pretty bad. Um, and then, like, just being not what her parents want her to be.
0: Yeah, cuz she doesn't reject the faith, it's not that at all, but she definitely has an energy of like
1: I'm doing um, this, I'm supposed to do this.
0: Yes, exactly. Um, you know, she doesn't want her entire life to be about her faith. Like she doesn't at no point does she feel like she's going to walk away from the faith, but she makes it clear she's not as devoted as the rest of her family is. Mm -hmm. And so that certainly does not help. Um, And so, like I said, um, there's a good 30 minutes that's all about like tension sewing. And then it all kind of comes to a head with um, the mother specifically blaming Tom or accusing Thomason of being the witch. And there are a few things that kind of lead into this. Like, um,
1: um, I don't know if that i think what happens before is they're talking about we have to marry Thomas in a way yes we have yeah. to marry her away this isn't making this isn't making sense um we need the money we're failing out here she's not something's up with her being here it's not working she's not part of the faith we'll marry her off we'll get a dowry or some i think it will just lessen the load and she hears this and Caleb and her go out for what why did they leave? To go hunting or something to like get furs, I guess, to pay for stuff. It's like, don't worry. We will make sure you don't leave. We're going to go make some money.
0: And so it's Caleb and Thomason. And this and is, they by bring... the
1: way, when it hits the, this is like the turning point of the movie. This is when everything starts to hit the fan.
0: <laughs> yeah. So Caleb and Thomason take their horse and their dog out in the woods, like you said. And long story short, something spooks the dog. And the dog goes off running. Caleb goes after it. And the horse is too spooked to follow Caleb. So, Thomason and the horse... come. G- well, the horse go-
1: bucks Thom- Thomason off and she gets knocked out.
0: Yes. Oh, you're, you're right. You're right. You're right. Um, and so, Thomason wakes up back home. Caleb, not home. We are now okay. missing two children.
1: Yes. So... I kind of don't want to really do a play-by-play for the whole movie. I feel like we've do- we've talked you into the second act. Yes. And then it's it's just m- more witch stuff, more bad things happening, more religious stuff, more accusations. It's crazy, dude.
0: And so all this to say, like the first two acts of this movie, as we've discussed, are like it's all tension building for the release that happens in um, in the third act. And so like the other movies that we've mentioned um, previously, this movie is not afraid to break your expectations on how movies unfold. Things happen to characters that you would not expect to happen to characters because usually movies don't do that. Um, and, uh, conflicts result. Like, I'm just going to say the main conflict resolves in a way that like when the movie fades to black, you kind of just have to sit and look at the blackness of the television screen. And you have to look at yourself and be like, that's going to leave me with some thoughts that I'm pretty sure I'm going to have to unpack for a little while.
1: Well, I also thought this movie was going to end six minutes earlier.
0: Yes. Yes. Very much. So she's
1: sitting at a table. I'm like, okay, this movie's over. And I'm like, Oh, no. The next six minutes, dude, (laughs) um, are terrifying.
0: (laughs) So I do want to talk about the end a little bit. So we're going to head into some hardcore spoiler territory. I'm not going to put an official time code here, but, like, you know the drill. Just kind of skip forward a little bit. You'll figure it out. Um, If you didn't watch the movie, uh, one of the themes that they circle back to a lot is one of the animals they have on the farm is um, a... A black goat named Black Philip. And the, already the,
1: symbolism for the devil. Already.
0: Yes. And so the gist of it is Black Philip was the um conduit for witchcraft that had been plaguing this family. And the twins were communicating with Black Philip, and there's a whole kind of like demonic possession scene that involves the twins that's like like, you wanna talk about like child acting, making or breaking a movie. Like, that's one of those instances where like if a kid does not commit to possession, it just doesn't work. And Dude,
1: Caleb's acting this whole movie, I'm like, how old are you?
0: It's crazy. And so there's gonna there's like one scene that one could con- consider an action scene, and it's when black Phillip is trying to kill thomason and the dad steps in and we watch the dad get straight up impaled by this goat like we watch the goat like literally gut this man and when you see that you're like oh wow that's disturbing and then it basically it comes to a point where thomason is the only family member left everyone else is dead and it fades to black and you're like okay movie's over and now we get to that six minutes that you were talking about where thomason starts communicating with black Phillip. she's like
1: obviously the kids were talking to you show me what you showed them
0: and that is probably like isolated freakiest scene i've (laughs) seen in a movie
1: (laughs) in a very long time when that happened it dude i swore Two minutes straight when I heard because you see her face and then you hear a human voice that's supposedly coming from a goat.
0: And the voice is like seductive, too. Like, that's kind of the point. what the
1: devil would sound like. It's terrifying.
0: (laughs) And I can only be grateful that they did not show the goat talking because one of two things would have happened. Either it would have broken the immersion because I'm like, all right, I'm looking at this goat talk. That's weird or it would have made it 10 times scarier and would I would not have been fuel. able to handle it.
1: it would have been, <laughs> dude, After this movie, I had to watch another movie as a palate cleanser. <laughs> At two it was two o'clock and... in the morning. And I'm like, it's time to start another movie. Cause I can't go to bed <laughs> right now.
0: Um, and then effectively Thomason becomes, um, a witch. becomes a witch. Yeah. We see her join a coven. We see them do like a, uh, Uh, a campfire dance and we see her levitate and that's and that's how the movie ends and and so when i say that you know this movie doesn't end how most movies end normally we don't see the protagonist join the coven that's been terrorizing them the entire movie
1: yeah big hereditary vibes where the last six seven minutes are like no let's get the devil involved (laughs)
0: So um, I'm pretty open about my general distaste towards horror movies. They put me in a feeling that I don't enjoy being in. This movie was just so cool and unique in its storytelling. Like I was willing to go through everything that this movie put me through because it was like it was just cool. I liked it.
1: This movie is freaking terrifying. So like it's terrifying might not be the right word it was just there was suspense the whole time yeah this has that classic like i don't want this kid to be by itself i don't want these kids to be by themselves don't go in the woods this is a bad idea and sometimes stuff bad happens and sometimes bad stuff doesn't happen but like it also has my number one fear where people are getting possessed and the devil's involved like anytime that happens a movie just adds two three points on the fear level for me. Sure. So it's hard for me to tell if a horror movie's good or they just found the thing I'm scared of.
0: <laughs> um, this one's good. I, I like this one a lot. This is one of those movies that I would watch again. Like, it's just, like, psychological enough that I would be willing to watch this with somebody else so that way they can also watch it.
1: I'm like, never watching I, this movie again because <laughs> I, I like my mental health. You know the way it is. And yeah. I... Wouldn't recommend this movie until I unless I told them, hey, it's freaking scary. And you are sensitive or triggered by certain things. This ain't the freaking movie, dude. Um, it is very good at being scary. So I guess you have to give it a higher score because it did its job. Like it set out to do an and executed very well on that objective.
0: So I'm going to give this maybe my highest horror movie score. I think mm-hmm. uh, we might have to fact check this. I'm I'm going to sit this bad boy at a nice seven and a half.
1: You and me both. I also yeah. gave it a seven and a half. It, uh, it just hit a couple of chords. I'm never going to watch it again. And it was actually scary.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, this is also the first time we've agreed on something in a while.
1: Uh, last... <laughs> Episode when we did Call of the Wild the oh, Angler, yeah. we both gave yeah. it a four. And then before that we did Amnesia, The Dark Descent, we both gave it a five. Before that we did Starfield, we both gave it an eight. You gave it an eight and a half. Before that we did Wulong Fallen Dynasty, I gave it a five and a half, you gave it a five. Ghostwire Tokyo or Hi Five Rush, I gave it a six, you gave it a six and a half. We are okay. on a freaking streak right now where we just know. We just Yeah.
0: Know. Um, so this is a pretty strong start to uh to our horror movies. Yeah, Um,
1: shout out season four, starting off with high scores.
0: Yeah. All right, moving on to our improv segment. This is one that we haven't done in um, nine months, I think, almost ten months. Um, This is one called, now how is that supposed to help, or something to that effect? It was a long and belligerent title, and I'm not changing it. Um, Basically, the gist of it is we're going to do a scene where, guess what, conflict arises, and it's our job to come up with a nonsensical, out-of-the-box solution to this problem and figure out how to make it work.
1: Yeah. Sweet, so dude.
0: Okay. Um, scenes. I have to come up with a scene. Okay. Hear me out. Um, you and I are part of a gas station robbery gone wrong. Um, okay. You and I, we're going to start the scene and we are robbing a gas station. Tensions get high. And one of us shoots the attendant, oh, and that's where geez. we're gonna be. And so that's where we're gonna be inserting ourselves. <laughs> <Okay>.
1: <laughs> what did you do? What did you do? What did you do?
0: Uh, uh, um, uh, I, I don't know, man. He was he was pressuring me. He wouldn't open the register. Um, I saw him. I saw him reach under the counter, and I, I I don't know if he was grabbing his own gun. And 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 I I know. I guess
1: you I, know I, how I, I, the, the, bad it's gonna be. The difference between armed robbery and a homicide we are gonna go away for the rest of our lives
0: okay well it wasn't i didn't even want to bring a loaded i just wanted it to be un. i wanted it to be like a prop but you were the ones like no you got to have a clip in there otherwise he's gonna know it's not real you have to like if, if you don't believe it they're not gonna believe you so like i think this is kind of both of our faults here dude
1: no okay here's the thing i was right you think he would have dude all i'm saying is hey next time If we ever get out of this, don't pull the trigger. Uh, It's got to be real. Just don't kill them. People carry loaded guns on them all the time and don't kill people.
0: Okay. We don't have time to assign blame on people. We need to figure out how we're going to get.
1: It's pretty obvious. You killed them. My gun. See, this hasn't been used yet.
0: So you're blaming me a lot when we should be getting out of this situation. All right. You can blame me. But, like, first we got to, like, get out. So, first things first. Obviously. We got we to get the money still. Otherwise, right, we killed a guy for no reason. All right. <laughs> yeah, we're with animals. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. I got to find the key. I got to find the key. Okay. Um, opening up the drawer. Okay. 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 50, 50, 100. Okay. Were we expecting there to be about $450 in here?
1: Uh, to be honest, dude, this is more of a test run. I didn't know how much money we were going to make, um, but, I mean, we drove all the way out here. It so was that's like
0: gonna a 90-minute like, drive.
1: I mean, you can't, I mean, uh, 50 and bucks is going to be gas money. you have a gas guzzler, too. Yeah. I mean, $50 right off the top. Yeah. I, I mean, that's gas money. And then we and had so to buy the masks and then buy the guns and ammo. I think we're going to be, we're going to have a net loss going on right now.
0: Yeah. Okay. Do you so. think,
1: okay, hear me out. We got We have to make money, right? Yeah. What if we just run the store now?
0: Okay, so I like that idea. Right. We still have to dispose of the body and not be framed of a crime.
1: If there's no body, there's no crime, right? That's the thing people say. <coughs> so we only have to do one of those things. Either don't get it. I mean, really, we just got to hide the body. That's, okay. a, that's the only thing we have to do. And then uh, we just run the store, You know, sell product, make money, and then uh, then we run away.
0: So if we run the store, is there a possibility of us just like weekend at burning the guy?
1: Maybe if you didn't shoot him in the face, he has okay. half a head.
0: Okay, but like we, he can wear a hat.
1: Um, no, no, he cannot. Okay, I don't know okay. a single hat that would fit on that head.
0: That is, okay, okay, I'm sorry, I'm just like- He can't
1: wear I'm sunglasses, because he only has one ear, and I'm one thinking eye.
0: on my feet, so, okay, so here's what we should do, all right? Let's bring him back to his office, lock the door, take his house key, go to his house, sleep on it, come back, we'll have a better plan in the morning.
1: I mean, so should we just, like, have this guy's life now? <laughs> is that, is That's that the plan? That's
0: what it sounds like, so-
1: Because we're going to go to his house- sleep in his bed and then come to work in the morning.
0: So I, here's what I think we should do. All right. And you got to follow me, follow with me on this one. All right. One of us, and we can decide who fakes our death and then becomes this guy. We steal his identity. So that way we're the ones that are missing. They'll never assume that the person that went missing committed the crime over here because they're not even going to think there was a crime. Does that make sense?
1: No, no, But I like it.
0: Okay, I caught the tagline
1: at the end, and that makes a lot of sense.
0: Okay, um, so he's not wearing a wedding ring, which means, you know, there's there's probably no one that's going to be looking for him. Could be divorced, uh, could have
1: kids, but I guess we'll find out when we go to his house tonight.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um, uh, do we? So let's wheel him. Let's wheel him up into the office. Wait, wait, wait,
1: wait. Should we close up? Like, I think our hours are over. We should probably like shut the store down, right?
0: Yeah, we should probably clock out so we don't get dinged for OT.
1: Yeah. So we're going to – let's clock out, lock the door. I'll start cleaning the place if you want to take the body out back. Okay. Um. Uh, um and, so while I'm Does anybody else work yet, here or is it just him? Because um, I haven't handled like, payroll in years and some people are going to miss their checks.
0: So uh, I imagine other people work here in general, but like, you know – a gunshot went off and no one's come to check on anybody. So I'm going to say that he was the only one in the store for tonight. Right. Um, And maybe
1: he's not even the owner. So yeah, we might just
0: become an employee. Um, (laughs) So so I guess we
1: have a part-time job at a gas station now because I need to work and you need to work. So we're going to have to split his hours.
0: So while I go put his body in the office, um, can you make sure that like the sodas get restocked and like the chips are restocked? Yeah. I mean, I don't
1: okay. know how, when's the last time they did inventory. So I'm gonna um, start with inventory restock. Uh, I guess you like the last money-
0: thing that we want to do is like make the job harder on the opener, right?
1: Right. Uh, uh, you're gonna have to put the money back in the register because they're gonna run a count in the morning.
0: You're you're right. Well, I'm gonna run the count tonight. You know. Oh, okay. We, Good point. Yeah. Um. So I'll still skim a little off the top. You know, if a drawer is ten dollars under, you know, that's within an acceptable limit.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, if you, yeah, that's fine. I think I got a monster in my car. You can put that in the fridge. That's a fair trade. So yeah, sure, um, sure, 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 sure. Right. I think that about covers everything.
0: Um. What's your schedule look like? Like, what uh, what can you work? Because I can do the. I'm not working weekends. Th-
1: I am okay. not working weekends. Um, I prefer not to work Friday as well. So I can do a Monday through Thursday.
0: So it seems like you only want like the the easy parts of the job. You're going to stick with you're going to stick me with the hard shifts.
1: But but think about it. How many people come to gas stations during the work week? Freaking everybody. That's when everybody's out, right?
0: But if you're going to do a big travel, then you need to fill up before you go and people do that on the weekends.
1: But here's the thing, if you work Monday through Thursday, that gives you all or you don't work Monday through Thursday, you can schedule your appointments in the middle of the week. Also, that's 4 days off. I'm hey. working 4 days, 3 days off. You're doing Three days on, four days off.
0: I don't like that you just got to claim the weekends, though. Like you said, you just said I I'm not doing this. Like,
1: okay, here's what we'll do then. I work Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Wait, no, 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 no. I can't work Sundays. Obviously, believe in God. <laughs> so I'm not working Sundays. I'll have off Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and you have off Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and we work every other Wednesday. We switch.
0: Um, I'm going to accept this for now. But just watch your back because I'm coming for those weekends one day, okay?
1: Well, I'm giving you Saturday. I'm just taking Sunday, and you can have Friday. I'm gonna so, be honest.
0: I wasn't listening. I, I mean, gotta go drag this body out. Um, dude, he
1: is starting to smell,
0: and it's getting hot in here. So, do you think he's gonna
1: stain the tile? I don't know um, a tile guy.
0: I think it's waxed, so we should be able to get like a at least one like one good mop in here, uh, okay. and, it should, and it should get m- most of this off. Hey, um. I kind of thought about this, and I actually don't want a part time job. I think I'd rather just die. Cox gun.
1: <laughs> Kills himself. Now I have to work full time.
0: <laughs> that went a direction that I don't know if we've ever had an improv scene go before.
1: <laughs> I don't know if that's even what we were supposed to do. It but was I'm cool at with it.
0: first. And then it kind of devolved in, into its own non-sensory, non-sensory and uh, I'm okay with that. Um, Alex, what do we have for our middle segment?
1: All right. I got a new one. It's okay. called Certified Professional. We've been doing this for three seasons, and I'm going to have you just guess movies based on stats. Um, okay. For our first time, we're I'm only going to do movies that we've done. So of the 150-some movies we've put out, uh, as far as podcasts are concerned, it's going to be one of those. And then in the future it'll these, just be movies we've seen.
0: Are any of these small and tall or just main feed?
1: They're just main feed. Followers okay. of permanent good. So it's a point system. For ev- I'm going to give you one clue, and if you get it on the first clue, you get seven points. And there's going to be seven hints. So okay. seven, six, five, four. The more you know, clues it takes, the less points you get.
0: Can I guess at every clue, or am at I forced to guess? Every clue
1: you can guess. Okay. Um, if you get it right, then you get that point. If you get it wrong, then you lose a point. And then obviously we're going to the next one. So you'll lose one. So what I'm saying right now is, um, starting off with the first one, uh, if your first clue is going to be what we rated it and what IMDB rates it. Okay. Uh, you can take a guess off there, uh, if you're crazy. And then after that, um, it's going to be the year it came out and what, um, the parental rating is. So like PG, okay. PG, thirteen, whatever. After that is the time period in which it takes place and the locations of the setting. After that, you have the tagline. And if the tagline included um, the name of the movie, obviously I just picked a different one. After that, you have the top build actor. After that, you have the theme of the month it came out of. Okay. So this would be like franchise month or whatever. And then after that, I just straight up give you two, a two one to two sentence synopsis. I think... You there should you can't, I guess you can't guess every single time. I guess you can. Here's what we'll do you get one guess and you have to lock it in so you can think about it. Okay. You can do, I don't know, what's the best way to do this? We can cut let's, this, in let's post. just
0: play test it and we'll see how it feels. Okay, yeah, okay? this is the
1: first time I've prepared seven movies. We'll go through. Um, I think the impressive is the first two. I think like par for the course, like if this is golf, par is going to be the third and the fourth clue. If you can get it based off the period and the setting and the tagline, that's what pros should be doing. Okay. Anything after the tagline, you're not a pro, you're just an amateur. And if you have to get the synopsis, then you're I mean, what are we doing here? Should we quit? Like it's bad. Um if it gets so like I think the, yeah, the time period and tagline, that shows like, hey, we actually know what we're doing. Um, are you ready? Yeah. So your first clue is I gave it a five and a half, you gave it a six and a half, and IMDB gave it a six and a half. So keep that in the back not of your know. mind. Yeah. I have a five and a half, you gave it a six and a half, I'm D V IMDB M gave it a six and a half. It came out in twenty nineteen and traded PG thirteen. That's your second clue.
0: Twenty nineteen. We don't watch too many movies that I, fe- I feel like we don't watch a lot of movies that come out in like twenty like twenty eighteen forward. Right. Like we don't watch too many like current movies. So that does narrow it down a bit. But let's let's go ahead and hit the next one.
1: I'm starting us off easy. You should get it off this one. It takes place in the pre. So I'll say present day, and that just means like when it came in 2019, it was the present time. Or I'll just say okay, I mean right now. So yeah, it takes place right now, and it take and it was shot, and the characters are in. That's not cut. That the care the story takes place in the UK and Samoa.
0: And what? Samoa was this Hobbs and Shaw.
1: This is Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> huh. Okay. So that's five points right there. Five okay, points. Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. I mean, I started off early because I'm like, well, we have only watched one movie ever that's taking place in Samoa. The next tagline was nothing is stronger than family. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that might have not helped. That might have been negative helpful. All
1: right. Next one. I gave it a four. You give it a four. IMDb, IMDB gave it a six. I mean, okay. we don't give a I'm lot of thinking, things fours.
0: I'm thinking it's a like a horror movie comes to uh, mind. But like okay. I, I'm not confident in it, so let's move. let's carry forward.
1: Came out, in PG, uh, came out PG13 in 2015.
0: Uh, 2015? I don't know, man. Oh, oh, this is a Transformers movie. This is, this is, is this is this? A tra- mm, I'm not confident enough to lock in Transformers, but like it feels like Transformers. So let's let's get one more in here.
1: Takes place present day. In Indianapolis.
0: In Indianapolis?
1: <laughs> yes.
0: What is this? Fault in Our Stars? I don't know. Um,
1: I mean, you want the tagline? Let,
0: yes, I would.
1: Get ready to rock. Get ready to love.
0: Is this a... So now I'm thinking rom-com, and I'm trying to think of all the rom-coms we did.
1: Or I gave it a four, and, and you gave it a four.
0: Because my heart wants to say like Bride Wars, maybe, but I know that doesn't it's a, quite it's fit. It's a one
1: we did on the podcast.
0: I'm aware. I'm aware.
1: <laughs> I mean, if I if we get to the next, if we got to top build actor, granted, you're only going to get three points, but it's, you'll know Let, immediately. Let's go ahead. Let's hit that. Let's Meryl Streep, bro.
0: Oh, oh, it's Ricky and the Flash. Ricky
1: and the <laughs> Flash, bro.
0: Oh my God. Oh, I. Every time I th- I'm i forced to think about Ricky and the Flash, seven weeks get taken off my life.
1: Yeah, dude. that's uh, I thought you were going to get it with Get Ready to Rock, Get Ready to Love and the four out of four.
0: I can't believe that you would ever think that I would guess Ricky and the Flash.
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, next one. I gave it a seven. You gave it a seven. IMDb gave it a 7.1. So at least we're all on the same page.
0: I don't know. what's What's, what's up next?
1: Came out in 2002. It's rated R.
0: What's next?
1: Early aughts. So present day from when the movie came out takes place in New York City.
0: See this setting, I don't think helps as much as you think it does. Cause I'm like, cause my my first reaction is Minority Report, but I know that we are, the scores for Minority Report are higher across the board. So I don't think that's right. Donnie Brasco also kind of. Uh, but I didn't like Donnie Brasco that much. Um, what's the next one?
1: Your life is on the line.
0: Your life is on the line. We, so I'm thinking telephone. I'm thinking some sort of phone or yeah, that's like the main thing I can think of. What's the next one?
1: Colin Farrell.
0: Oh, it's phone booth.
1: Phone booth, dude.
0: Oh yeah. Duh, duh, duh.
1: Dude, early on, night, New York city and your life is on the line, I'm like, well, he's got this.
0: Yeah, so if I had the list of movies in front of me, I could figure it out. But trying to recall from memory the 170 (laughs) movies that we've watched across everything, even with hints, it takes a little bit of work.
1: Okay, 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 okay. I mean, that's a little below par, but I'll take it. All right, next one. I gave it a seven, you gave it an eight. MDB gave it a 7.7. 7.
0: Is this minority report?
1: Are you going to lock in your answer already? How about next clue is it came out in 2004 and it's PG-13.
0: I still think it's minority report, man. Um yeah, next I'm going to lock in I'm going to lock in minority report, man.
1: Uh negative ghost rider. It's Okay, uh, then give me, give, the me nec- give me the next clue. Yeah. Primarily takes place in the 1950s and 1960s.
0: And 1960s? Yes. I clearly liked this movie.
1: Came out in 2004, um, PG 13. You gave it an 8. I gave it a 7. It's a 7.7. 7. Takes place in the 50s and 60s.
0: Yeah, I don't know.
1: Uh, tagline so, A man who fought harder and went further than anyone thought possible. I had to cut stuff because so, the tagline gave it away.
0: A man
1: who fought harder and went further than anyone thought possible. And the next clue is going to give it away.
0: Yeah, g- give it to me.
1: Jamie Foxx. It's Correct. not Jamie Foxx.
0: Is it Ray? It's Ray. Okay. I, hey. I would not have given Ray the same rating that I gave it then. (laughs) So here's what I think would benefit this game. Yes. When I lock in my answer and I'm wrong, I can get the next clue and get that amount of points if I get it right. But if I get it wrong a second time, then it's out.
1: Sweet. Sounds good to me. We got three more to try it on. Uh, 7.75, I gave it. You gave it a 6.5 on IMDb. It's a 7.6. What's next? Came out in 2016, and it's rated R.
0: Okay, I'm willing to lock this in, Hell or High Water. That's correct. Yes!
1: (laughs) The next clue was present day takes place in Texas. Yeah. (laughs) How did you know that?
0: Because I've been... Every time we play a game like this, I think of Hell or High Water. Because it's the most, like boring like description like nothing about that movie is like enticing or like visually tantalizing so i'm like if i don't actively think of hell or high water i'm going to forget about it
1: that's insane <laughs> that you got that dude off the year it came out rated r in our mid review i give it a 7.75 you give it six and a half those are nothing we give those all the time
0: yeah uh-huh
1: <laughs> all right you got two more i give it a four You gave it a five. IMDb gave it a 6.6.
0: A four, a five, and a 6.6.
1: Meet in a bar, bartender says. Came out in 1986, and it's PG.
0: Is this short circuit?
1: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) This is crazy what you're doing right now.
0: (laughs) This is the redemption arc here.
1: (laughs) This is crazy. (laughs) All right. The next clue was, uh, takes place in the 80s. So, present day for when the movie came out and, uh, takes place in the Pacific Northwest.
0: And again, that wouldn't have helped me.
1: No. Uh, all right, last one. I gave it an eight and a half. You gave it an eight and a half. IMDb gave it a 6.6. What? Do you know how off base that is?
0: (laughs) What? Never, almost never. I do it all the time because I'm a cinematic optimist. But,. Very rarely do we both go higher than the IMDb score, and never is it that dramatic.
1: Oh, correction, seven point six. I saw okay. that. I'm like, there's no way we're that far off. It's okay.
0: So, a, okay, so eight and a, Which half, is eight still, and a half. seven point six. Yeah. Is this one Minority Report?
1: Uh, next clue. Yes, it is actually. It <laughs> is Minority Report. You guessed it twice. I'm like, no way. I could change it, but for the bit, I have to keep it.
0: Because I, because I, like, even though I am a cinematic optimist, I don't give out eights very often.
1: I can run so through like... all your eights right now. Uh, That's a video game. So Starfield, Grave of Fireflies, Minority Report, The Father, Monty Python and the Holy Grail, Gifted, 1917, Terminator 2, About Time, Freaking Kingsman, you gave it 9.25, and Scott Pilgrim stand versus the world, you gave a nine and a half. And Into the Spider-Ver- Spider-Verse, you gave a 10.
0: Stand by all those.
1: I Ray stand Charles. by all those. <laughs> Ray, you gave an eight. Uh, the Pursuit of Happiness is an eight. Les Mis is a nine. Heather's is an eight. And What's Eating Gilbert go but great. It's an eight. Tenant, you gave an eight. You you gave him a lot earlier. Literally since yeah. 2021, you've given them out maybe 10. In a hundred movies,
0: yeah. Um. So I I, te- I got to remember those things. That's a fun game. I like that a lot. We'll yeah. We'll have so, to and then, uh, like, bring that around.
1: We'll, we can bring it around. We can do our movies again, or we yeah. can just do movies we know the other person has seen, and then we can yeah. start getting later in the clues. But it's freaking tough, dude.
0: Yeah. All
1: Anyways, right. that was uh you know uh a middle segment which is called Certified Professional. So it'll be back. Don't worry, it'll be back.
0: Um. Do you have the thing that I asked you to prepare?
1: I do have a thing you asked me to prepare. You uh, can to you send, send that to you? me? Yes, please. Okey so dokey.
0: Um, this is a segment called forced compliments. The way this works is I asked Alex I to prepare like a list of five to seven things that he does not like. We are going to go through each of those things individually. And I'm going to force Alex to give each and every single one of those items individually a sincere and genuine compliment.
1: I can't do sincere and genuine for things I hate, but I'll send it to you on uh, the Facebook. You're doing this too, right?
0: Oh nope, just you.
1: Oh, so I hate this. So this is the worst. Here's
0: here's here's what we can do. I didn't prepare a list because it's not fair. Because it wouldn't have been fair or fun for me to come up with a list of things that I knew I was going to have to compliment. Um, so after you go through yours. If you can think of anything that you know I don't like, that would be funny for me to give a compliment. Feel free to toss them at. Okay. Um. First up, we got cottage cheese. Alex, say something nice about cottage cheese.
1: Um. It's a good after workout snack. It's got a lot of protein in it.
0: Okay. See, that wasn't so hard. Um. Uh. What about What about anime? You got to say something nice about anime.
1: Um. It Audience, has, he's
0: thinking really hard about this one.
1: <laughs> it has uh, exposed Japanese culture to so many more people that would not have otherwise been exposed to it.
0: Okay. Um, <laughs> this is going to be a fun one. Can you say something nice about the people that refuse to dance at dancing events?
1: So, these are people that go to wedding receptions and don't dance the entire time, or go to little dances and just stand by the wall the whole time. So, I want to compliment you for letting me dance with all of your girlfriends and wives
0: because
1: <laughs> that thank wouldn't you happen for letting if, me
0: prove that i'm more fun
1: yeah i will always be more fun than the dude who doesn't dance so thank you for that
0: um alex there's got to be something you like about being naked
1: i hate being naked dude it's not fun i rather i just t-shirt and boxer briefs is perfect the i mean it naked is necessary yeah like showering Is that the
0: compliment you, uh, you are necessary
1: you are necessary, and um, like below the age of three, it's cute. Sure, but like, that's the best I can do.
0: Okay, um, PC. So this one's interesting. This one's maybe the most interesting you've put on here because you put PC slash Android elitist. Now they're Alex, the same people.
1: They're the same people.
0: But but you do understand. That you live on the other side of that coin, right? Like For yeah. every piece. Well, I'm not even,
1: an elitist. I don't think I'm better than people. I'm just like, this is the easiest thing for me.
0: But you understand that you exist in a community of elitists, right?
1: Yes. Okay. I'm saying like, I know why the other people who do what I do are assholes. I'm not one of those assholes, but the people on the other side are assholes. <laughs> The people who are like, I can't game on console. I have to game on PC. Or like, why would you have an iPhone? My Android's been able to do that for four years. And I don't have people tracking everything. I can do so so much more customization. Bro, I don't care. I got what I like to use. I am a casual. Let me do things casually. So my compliment to you is thanks for handing me down all the cool stuff and testing it first. So letting it break on your (laughs) phone. And then by the time it gets to me, it works. Appreciate it. And then okay. as far as console is concerned, I mean, your stuff is so expensive that me spending $500 on Xbox is saving money. So thanks for that.
0: And then this is going to be the last thing we're going to tackle on your list. Um, say something nice about conspiracy theorists.
1: They make it so easy for me to know I don't want to be friends with you. Okay. <laughs> it's like they hey. don't hide behind red flags. Yeah. You're like, thanks hey, for man. being a
0: walking red flag.
1: Yeah. You're just like, hey, man. What do you think about, you know, the aliens the government is hiding from us? I'm like, you think the government is hiding aliens from us or like JFK, the moon landing, flat earth, all that stuff. As soon as they start saying this stuff, I'm like, oh, dude, I didn't I didn't have to get seven months into relationship with you <laughs> to find out you're crazy. I've known you for 15 minutes. You you've saved me so much time. I wish most people were like this. So yeah, dude. Uh, they're all so honest about what they think.
0: Alex, are there any things that you wanted to you wanted me to you know lighten up?
1: Um. Yeah. You are not a huge fan. I think this is well documented. Of um. I I can't say that. Let's just say misogyny. Just like.
0: <laughs> Okay.
1: Hype Hi- the misogyny is the wrong word. Let's just say hyper masculinity.
0: Okay. Um hey, let me say something about the the hyper masculine. Y'all are not complicated. I <laughs> uh, there are simple ways into your heart, and I respect that.
1: Uh what do you have to say for Elon Musk?
0: Oh man. Um
1: Or if you don't want to say about Elon Musk, you can say it about X, otherwise known as Twitter your pick.
0: The the joke compliment is thank you for what for letting me watch the fall of a kingdom in real time. Um, <laughs> I guess the genuine answer is like for 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 what it's worth, Elon Musk knows how to cater to his audience. Like he's the kind of guy that like he has such a strong fan base. That, like, no matter what he does, people, like, go to bat for him. And that's, like, that That takes a crazy amount of, like, um, loyalty. And, like, I don't respect that kind of loyalty, but, like, I see it.
1: Okay. Uh, we're going to do long travel days.
0: <sighs> hey, I can knock out a podcast, like, crazy. When I went to visit <laughs> Alex one time... I, like, got through, like, eight episodes of Conan Needs a Friend, and I'm like, I like this podcast now.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. And then I'll I'll give you one more, and uh, we'll go Desperate Housewives, or other reality shows adjacent to that.
0: So I've discussed how I want to like reality shows. There is, like, a DNA about them that I genuinely find interesting, Um, but... I just, like, I I can't buy into the... For some reason, the um, suspension of disbelief is way higher on reality shows than I've seen on any sci-fi movie, anime. Like, I can buy into those way easier than I can buy into reality shows. But, like, that being said, um, reality shows know how to adapt. Like... Nobody's business. Like, oh, one of your housewives got arrested. That's an arc, baby. (laughs) We're not only (laughs) it's crazy. Not only is the arrest an arc, but bringing in her replacement is an arc. Like, um, they reality shows adapt like nobody's business, and they know how to franchise. Like the fact that there are like twelve different housewife shows when in reality they all serve the same purpose like that's that's crazy but like i i that's that's a hustle i respect yeah dude that's fair yeah
1: i respect it i'm glad we both had to do this yes that sucked.
0: <laughs> i know mine was fine um <laughs> so the thing that i have for in this week is I talked about the Resident Evil 4 remake in like, I don't know, March or April, whenever that game came out. Um, Mm -hmm. Not my favorite Resident Evil remake, but it's still pretty good. They released DLC last week. Um, and I want to say we are in kind of like a golden era of DLC, which I think is kind of cool. Cause like Phantom Liberty came out, that's only $30 and it basically reinvents the entirety of cyberpunk. I haven't played it and I kind of don't plan to, but like the fact that it exists is really cool. And the fact that it's only $30 is crazy. Um, and like there's a Sonic front.
1: Do you think a lot of this is just saving face?
0: Uh, maybe I don't know. CD Projekt Red has, like, even though they, like, shit the bed on the launch of Cyberpunk, they still have, like, good public opinion. So, like, I don't think they needed to save face that much. Um, Okay. I think that this game is just genuinely their true potential. Um, And then Sonic Frontiers released a new update that like is full of content and people are genuinely enjoying. I haven't had a chance to play it yet, but, um, and that, and that was free. That was just a title update and they added a bunch of content to it. And so what I'm talking about is the resident evil Four DLC called separate ways. It was only $10 and it was like five, five more hours of the game. Like it's just like a second campaign that they added to it. And it was only $10. And I'm like, this is what DLC should be. Um, so what, Resident Evil does as a franchise consistently and pretty well for the most part is they like to do Mm -hmm. intertwining stories so in Resident Evil 4 you come across a character called Ada Wong she's in Resident Evil 2 as well and she's like this mysterious like secret agent like um I kind of akin her to Catwoman and this like morally gray, but frequently helps out the protagonist more than she would admit. Like that's the kind of character Ada Wong is. And she like comes and goes as the story deems it necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, and this separate ways DLC is her resident evil Four story. You play as her for seven chapters and you see oh, what she was doing while Leon was on the island. And so it's classic Resident Evil where, like, you check in. (laughs) Like, there are points during the the DLC where you're like, oh, I remember doing that as Leon. Or, oh, in this cutscene, there's Leon. I remember doing that fight. Um,
1: Oh, that's very cool. Yeah, it's super cool.
0: Um, And also Ada is probably my favorite Resident Evil character. So having, like, a whole campaign where I get to play as her that's not Resident Evil 6... Um, I just I just kind of ate that up. I literally finished it six minutes before we started recording. (laughs) Um, Oh, my gosh. So this was like the perfect add on to Resident Evil 4. It doesn't change the game. It just gives you more of it, um, which I super respect. And again, super cheap. I love that so um separate ways good dlc um next week we are watching a scarlett johansson movie called under the skin i've heard nothing but terrifying things about this movie so i don't know man
1: here's the thing i don't trust most places to scare me a24 has my number (laughs) (laughs) yeah so i am a little worried
0: Alex is, like they, uh, how, Alex is finally feeling how Alex is finally feeling how I felt for the last three years.
1: Yeah, I don't want to get got, so uh, I guess we'll find out.
0: But until then, my name is Craig Wells, aka permanent handle,
1: and I'm Alex Good, aka Alex Good.
0: Have fun, be safe, and make good choices.
1: And while you're at it, tell your mama said hi. See you next week. Deuces. <laughs>